Hey there, and welcome to the Hockey Locker Podcast. I'm your host, Flash. Interact with me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker or email hockey locker podcast. That's one word hockey locker podcast at gmail.com. Welcome uh, to the inaugural episode of the Hockey Locker Podcast, where we'll be talking about equipment, training, nutrition, uh, anything that's related to gearing up for your hockey season. Uh, The NHL has wrapped up its 2013-2014 season. The LA Kings are your Stanley Cup champs. So now's the time to focus on uh, what you need to get ready uh, for your upcoming season, uh, whatever level it is that you're playing. Um, just to tell you a little bit about the show, um, and what we hope to, uh, hope to do here, you know, there are plenty of podcasts out there that you can choose from, um, if you just want to talk pro hockey, uh, here on this show on the Hockey Locker podcast, we're going to look at all the things that go into having a successful season. If you're an amateur player or a recreational player, uh, especially for uh, the gearheads uh, and the equipment collectors, uh, the guys that are into stuff like that, um, I am just your average adult hockey league player uh, at this point. I played uh, in high school. Uh, I kind of left the game uh, after that. Didn't play in college. Uh, I got back into it as an adult, um, but I've always been a hockey gear nut. Um, I am online all day long uh, checking out all the latest stuff. Uh, some of you out there listening might be uh, might know me from some of the, the forums uh, online like sports2k.com or Mod Squad Hockey. Um, but uh, I, I'm always out there reading up on, on the latest stuff. I've also, of course, over the last few years, been into uh, collecting pro stock gear, uh, although compared to a lot of people out there, I've got a, a modest collection, um, but I'm definitely into that. Um, I'm also uh, really interested in uh, hockey uh, uh, as it relates to fitness. Um, I lost about 30 pounds a few years back um, when I started playing hockey, and uh, hockey has continued to be sort of a serious part of my my general fitness routine. Um, you know, you sort of start out using hockey as your exercise, and then you get to a point where you start exercising and training f- for hockey, uh, and I'm kind of at that point, uh, and so I definitely want to talk to you guys about uh, uh, your training, um, your fitness, uh, share ideas, talk about all that. Um, we definitely want to talk gear reviews. Uh, we want to talk about new gear uh, that's coming up, both uh, retail gear and pro stock gear that you're seeing out there, seeing the pro uh, pros use, um, and how and where to find that stuff too. Um, uh, mostly just want to answer your questions uh, and uh, get feedback on anything related to uh, gearing up for the hockey season. I'm hoping to make this kind of an interactive um, show for people that are into to podcasts. I know there are forums out there and all that, but I uh, thought this would be a good format. Uh, uh, to bring this subject to. So definitely want to, want you to interact with me uh, on Twitter. Uh, we've got an account at hockey underscore locker at hockey underscore locker on Twitter uh, or email uh, hockey locker podcast, all one word at gmail.com. So, 
So I thought we'd kick off this first episode by kind of going head to toe and talking about at least what I think is uh, some of the most interesting or exciting gear uh, that's coming out for uh, this season. Um, So uh, let's start at the top. Let's start uh, with the helmet. Um, The bucket that I am most interested uh, in checking out for this season is uh, from CCM. It's the Resistance Helmet. Uh, and you know, um, if you're around my age in the thirties, uh, in your thirties, you, you probably, um, remember that sort of back in the day, um, CCM was the top of the mark, uh, when it came to helmets. It seemed like everybody wore that, um, HT2 style, uh, old school, uh, what we now call old school looking helmet. Um, uh, but since that time, uh, they haven't. CCM really hasn't had anything uh, that interesting, at, at least in my opinion, uh, come out. I, I was never really into the Vector helmets, uh, although I know so, some people are. Um, but um, you know, certainly Bowers sort of taken over uh, in well, pretty much in every category. Uh, at least if you uh, uh, if you if you watch the pros. Um, but in any event, so it's been a while since there's been anything. Uh, really cool in this category uh, coming out from CCM uh, are really exciting. And with this helmet, uh, they're sort of trying to change that. It looks like uh, the resistance uh, seems like the big focus here. The big selling points are on safety um, for sure. And uh, if you read the literature about this, uh, the helmet, um, they talk about uh, addressing not only linear impacts, but rotational impacts. We've got this big push uh, in the last uh, year or two uh, on um, protecting from head injury. Uh, and so they're sort of bringing some attention to the, the concept of rotational impacts and how they might uh, be able to lessen those. Uh, and CCM talks about their rotational energy dampening technology, R-E-D, uh, for short, technology. Uh, and what it basically is, is the helmet is lined with these round impact pods that are supported by bladders, liquid-filled bladders. Uh, and so I guess the concept is, is you kind of have a, have a hard shell with a fluid uh, separating um, your head basically from that hard shell, then um, the fluid can sort of um, uh, disperse uh, some of the uh, energy from a rotational impact. It's, I guess they got the concept from the way your brain is designed uh, with a fluid (laughs) suspending the brain uh, inside of your your skull. Um, But at any event, uh, CCM talks about having, I think it was a, University of Ottawa or something uh, supported study um, or that they they worked with uh, uh, a neuroscience department to try to make this as safe as possible. Um, so that's great. Uh, if that's true, then then that's uh, that's really great. Um, on the uh, less, uh, I guess, the intangible side, uh, I think it's a cool-looking helmet. Uh, I definitely uh, dig the look over the, uh, the vector style, the V08 or the V10. Uh, look and uh, so um, so they've made some improvements at least in my opinion in that in that respect um, they've gone to it looks like the single adjustment feature the single tool free adjustment like a lot of helmets uh, like the um, react have uh, where I guess you just flip one uh, adjustment feature uh, and you can you can adjust the helmet bigger and smaller so that's great so uh, look forward to checking that one out for this coming season um, moving down, uh, protective, I don't really think there's a, a, a lot of, 
um, major new technology or, or major new features or anything super exciting coming out uh, in the protective category. Uh, I did kind of highlight the Bauer um, Apex 2 line, uh, or APX2, uh, however you call it, um, for this year. Uh, I personally like the sort of tapered uh, fit that the, the Vapor line has always offered. It seems like with this setup, they're trying to make it a little lighter. They've got, Bauer's got a new technology that I guess they're calling this Aerolite technology. It's definitely not the lightest uh, stuff out there. If you go try it on, um, it's certainly not as light as, say, the CCM uh, uh, crazy light stuff or what's now the RBZ stuff. Um, but uh, it's, it's really good balance, in my view, of the fit and um, the the weight and the comfort. Um, uh, you know, the, protective is a really... Uh, sort of um, personal preference type category. Um, but I've always felt like if the fit is a little more tapered, the rest of my body, uh, my body can kind of flow a little bit more freely, especially in an area like shins, um, where, uh, you know, the, it feels like at your extremities, if you've got less bulk, um, you know, you're a little more mobile, a little more faster. Only thing I don't get is why do they make these, this protective stuff white? Um, I've never owned anything white that I've worn close to my skin that has stayed white for very long. Um, and uh, so I've never really understood that. Plus, you're wearing it under all your stuff. So what? why, why not make it blacker? I guess maybe just ma start making it yellow. Uh, then when you sweat on it, who knows? Anyway, I'm sure no one will pick up on that idea. Uh, anyway, let's talk about gloves. Uh, I uh, have one uh, particular glove that I'm really excited to check out for this season. It looks like they're starting to come online to retailers. Haven't seen them in a store or anything yet. Uh, I'm not sure they're even shipping just yet, but uh, um, somebody might have them. The Easton HSX gloves are the gloves I'm most excited about checking out for this season. Um, I used to be a big fan of Easton gloves. Uh, again, not to talk too much about back in the day, but uh, I used to love the GX series. I think I fell in love with them uh, when... The Mighty Ducks wore them in the second movie, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Those were the gloves I had to have, um, and they were great. But since then, uh, I don't remember seeing any good retail glove from uh, Easton. Some people will probably disagree with me, but um, you know, uh, they've had, it seems to me, a long line of problems um, in the recent past. Uh, a lot of people seem to hate that ePro glove, uh, at least at the retail version. A lot of quality uh, um, issues people had with that glove. Um, the RS uh, Stealth gloves were actually really promising. The fit, I owned a pair of those, um, and the fit was awesome. Uh, it was definitely different. Um, they were bizarre. They looked pretty bizarre. Um, and uh, doesn't seem like they caught on uh, all that much. The Mako was a huge flop for Easton, unfortunately, the, um, uh, talk about bizarre, I guess, leave it at that. Um, enough said on those, but, uh, on a positive note, the, these new HSX gloves, uh, they look really cool. Uh, they look like, um, they remind you kind of, of the, uh, vapor, uh, series for Bauer. Um, so the look is definitely there. I hope the fit is there. I hope, uh, they've got kind of that, uh, closer to that RS, um, uh, you know, sort of anatomical, uh, type fit. Uh, so I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping those are good. I hope that's a success. 
uh, for Easton, uh, and they jump back into the glove uh, category uh, strong uh, for this year. So <clears throat> moving down, let's talk about skates. Um, uh, I would say probably the skate that I'm most interested in checking out this season are the CCM tax uh Again, for us, for guys my age, uh, we all, tax were the, the, the skate you had to have uh, growing up. Um, and uh, 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 CCM, again, just hasn't been, in my view at least, that strong in that category. And I wore, I've been, I wore for a good season and a half, I wore the uh, uh, U plus Crazy Light Skates. Um, and uh, they were good, uh, but not phenomenal. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to see something really cool in the tax um, skates. It looks like they're more or less uh, the RBZs. Um, uh, if you read the literature on it, it uh, looks like the tax are going to be a little narrower fit maybe. Uh, supposed to be super stiff um, with that speed blade 4.0 holder. Um, they're going to have a lot of forward pitch. It sounds like uh, perhaps even the most forward pitched skate uh, out there at retail. Uh, CCM has this uh, custom insole uh, system that uh, I guess they've had with the RBC, but they're continuing that, uh, allowing you to get uh, a custom fit to that insole, which I can tell you as a user of um, Superfeet can make a huge difference uh, to have the right fit uh, for your arch, uh, for your for your foot type. Um, so that's pretty exciting that, uh, that they're bringing that uh, uh, to retail. These are coming out in July. The you know haven't skated on them, haven't put them on. Um, would like to. Uh, based on the looks alone, I can say the only thing I wish is man, I wish they they went back to the the way the tacks, uh, the classic tack look, uh, with those uh, um, you know the white sort of guards coming up the side. I mean, man, it would be cool if they were even maybe functional. Uh, uh, give you some shot blocking or something like that. Uh, I feel like there's a, an opportunity there. Maybe CCM will get really smart and what they'll do is they'll come out with a, a shot blocker that looks like that white molded piece that you can put over top of it. Uh, that would be really cool. I would be uh, first in line to buy something like that. All right. Last but not least, um, let's talk about sticks. Um, I, uh, I, I'm kind of biased on this one. I'm a really big Reebok stick fan, um, and uh, I have uh, had a stash of AI nines, and um, I guess that it's been about what a year and a half or so since those came out. Love that stick. Anytime I can find it in my um, pattern and flex, I'm buying it, um, and uh, uh, I just love it. I, I like the the kick point on it. Uh, I guess it's a little higher than a lot of other sticks. I think it's made really well. Um, so I like the company um, and I'm really psyched to try out, hopefully, uh, a rib core uh, at some point. Um, th so I guess the concept here, I don't know whether this is can be scientifically backed up or not, but uh, the concept behind this stick is preloaded fibers. Um, the idea that these ribbed channels have uh, I guess pre-stretched the fibers in the shaft, um, simulating I guess what you do when you load the stick up or or um, or some fraction thereof, um, whatever it is. Um, uh, I've heard from people that have them uh, that uh, 
they kick really hard uh, and uh, they're really good shooter stick. I play defense. Uh, I like to take uh, half slap shots, uh, that sort of thing. And I've heard that uh, it puck really explodes uh, off of this stick. Um, the Ribcore also has this SSX blade technology. That's what Reebok's calling it. Uh, supposedly the blade gets progressively stiffer starting at the heel coming out to the toe i get that concept that makes sense if it really works uh, uh if you've ever had a, a cracked blade or kind of a worn worn out blade that's not super stiff um you know that feeling where it's kind of like uh the, the puck starts out on the heel and then and the blade is flexing as the puck um, comes off to the toe and you don't have that accuracy it, it'll it'll go off to the left for a lefty or off to the right for a righty and you lose all that power so I guess the opposite of that uh, should be a good thing if it's super stiff uh, or even stiffer as it goes out to the toe um, you should be able to the, the idea is you should be able to uh, maintain that accuracy that power um, and then maybe the blast blade will last a little bit longer uh, and keep things square so that's really exciting. I hope to try one of those out. That's sort of my, um, the, the, the piece of gear in each category that I'm most excited to check out. Let me know what you, I want to hear what you uh, are excited about checking out, uh, for this season. Interact with me on Twitter at hockey underscore locker, uh, or email hockey locker podcast, one word, hockey locker podcast at gmail.com. So like I said in the intro, uh, I'm kind of a fitness uh, nut along with being a gear nut. Um, sometimes those, those things go hand in hand. Um, I want to tell you about a, a piece of fitness gear um, that I think that anybody who is serious about hockey training um, should check out uh, and consider uh, in one form or another. Uh, I'm talking about uh, a weighted vest. Um, I... Um, a few months ago, started using a, a ZFO Sports uh, weighted vest. And I'm going to give you guys a link uh, on the Twitter account um, if you want to check this out. But um, there, there are a lot of um, weighted vests out there on the market. Um, and I did a ton of research uh, trying to find one um, that was going to be best for me. Because uh, for no other reason than they're not cheap. Uh, a lot of them are not cheap. Um, it actually turns out that the ZFO uh, sports vest that I picked um, was one of the less expensive ones on the market, but was sort of universally um, renowned as one of the best um, and uh, uh, the best built um, and uh, the best performing. Uh, and I have really enjoyed it uh, since I've had it. Um, I bought the 40 pound model, uh, but I believe they're available in 20 pounds uh, and 60 pounds, uh, 60 pound models. Um, the way these things work is it's basically a two-piece um, front and back um, vest that connects together at the at the shoulders uh, with Velcro. It's really high uh, quality canvas material uh, and high quality Velcro. Great stitching all around, uh, and you um, it has pockets on the front and back, sort of at the top at your chest level, uh, and then at your your midsection level. Um, it has these pockets where you insert modular weights, and I guess they're sand-filled uh, weights. Um, the weights themselves seem to be very high quality. Uh, again, heavy-duty canvas, um, good stitching, 
don't ever look like they're going to be coming apart. I guess maybe if you took a knife to it, uh, the sand might come out. But um, I believe the they are in five-pound uh, increments, uh, and uh, you can uh, add them wherever you like in the vest. Obviously, it's going to be better to to put the weights in uh, symmetric in a symmetrical fashion. Um, but uh, so you can go in five-pound increments on mine. Mine goes up to 40 pounds. Uh, I can add up to 40 pounds. Uh, you know, starting uh, uh, starting a little lower and increasing as uh, as I um, as I go. Um, I have it at 30 pounds. I started at 20 pounds and I increased it up to 30 pounds, uh, and I think it's great. What what um, can you use it for? Um, I use it at home. Uh, it's awesome for doing body weight exercises uh, if you're into that. Um, if you, uh, train for a while and for example, um, you start to be able to do more than, uh, 10 or 15 pushups, uh, at once, um, the weighted vest can help you get, um, the resistance to the point where you're, you're only able to do, you know, say the eight to 10 reps range, or if you go really extreme, you know, the four to six rep range, that's where you want to be. Uh, if you're uh, working on building strength, building muscle, uh, increasing that resistance, uh, making it harder for yourself, uh, 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 progressing uh, in terms of weight and resistance is really the only way to build muscle, um, and this helps you do that. Uh, same thing with pull-ups. You know, if you can do five or, or if you can do ten pull-ups, then you're too light. Uh, you know, at that point, you want to you want to put some weight on yourself so that you can. Uh, um, challenge yourself, uh, challenge your, your body, challenge your muscles, and that's going to stimulate uh, that improvement, that growth. Um, so this is great for that. Um, you can similarly, uh, I brought it to the gym. Uh, you can bring it to the gym if you want to uh, do weighted pull-ups there or dips. Uh, it's another great, um, that's another great body weight exercise that adding a weighted vest is really going to help you uh, um, get a little extra resistance. Uh, it's much more comfortable than, for example, a dip belt. Uh, I hate those things. Uh, <laughs> those belts that you, you then hang a weight off of, um, they stink. Uh, I really prefer uh, something like this, um, uh, uh, something like the weighted vest. You can run with them. Uh, I, I've run uh, a few times. Um, you have to make sure you have a snug fit. Uh, at the weight I'm at, I'm kind of a slimmer uh, guy, so uh, um, uh, you know, the, the, this adult sized <laughs> vest, uh, doesn't have the, the most snug, secure fit. So if you're running, the vest might bounce up and down, uh, unless you really, um, cinch it down, uh, and get that close to the body, uh, fit. But, um, and then of course for hockey, I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't think, uh, it was a great tool for hockey. So, uh, man, if you want a good workout on the ice, put this thing on and skate with it. Um, you uh, really makes a difference uh, in terms of adding some resistance uh, to your training. Um, but even more than just the resistance for that strength building, it helps you with balance because it forces you into um, uh, the lower stance uh, because now you've got a higher center of gravity. So it's basically forcing you down into a more stable lower stance. Um, in order to maintain that balance. And then when you take the vest off, you really feel that difference. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're struggling to skate low with the bent knee in a, in a good hockey stance, then um, increasing your strength by training with something like this, putting some weight up at the top, 
It's going to let you increase the strength uh, in those muscles uh, and, and make it easier for you to uh, to maintain that low stride. Uh, I have really enjoyed using this thing for hockey training, uh, and so I hope uh, you guys consider checking it out. Um, but I definitely want to hear from you. What are you uh, What are you into uh, for training? Um, uh, what's the gear that you use? What are your routines? What are the drills uh, that you like to do? What are your goals uh, for this coming season? What's your plan? Um, share that uh, with me, and uh, <laughs> uh, we can talk about it. I, I definitely enjoy. Um, you, anytime you talk to to hockey players, you get new ideas. Um, you know about uh, that you can incorporate into your own training, uh, and um, a big key I think with hockey training uh, or sports training, fitness training, anything in general is to continually change it up. Uh, you know, you do something for a while, uh, and then uh, you keep moving. You you change things, keep it interesting, psychologically interesting, keep your body guessing. Um, it's all really important. So definitely want to hear from you guys. So that's our first episode. That's uh, the the inaugural episode of the Hockey Locker Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really hope to hear your feedback, uh, your questions, your comments, stuff you want to hear about uh, in future episodes, anything you want to talk about. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at Hockey underscore Locker. Uh, and I'm going to post uh, all the links to all of the gear that I talked about episode or you can email me uh, at hockeylockerpodcast at gmail.com thanks again for listening uh this is the flash uh and uh look forward to hearing from you uh and uh, recording future episodes for you guys have a good one